welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. I'm your host, David Valliere. And... Uh, Excited to have Dr. Jeff Allen back on the show. Today we're going to talk about insurance and risk management. Kind of an interesting topic. Uh, Jeff, welcome back. Thank you very much. So yeah, let's talk about risk management and insurance. I know it, it's kind of, at least for me in, in growing up in the business here, you know, insurance was, was kind of a necessary evil to discuss. And there's some reasons for that. And of course, risk management, we'll talk about that. As a matter of fact, maybe we just start there. As I'm getting into my 40s here and, you know, I'm noticing that I'm I'm calculating risk far more than when I was in my 20s. Jeff, talk to me about how you're mitigating risk for clients. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, most importantly, in the portfolio level, this is something we've always done and, and hope clients are aware of that through diversification, our investment committee that reviews our positions, research and a disciplined approach, we're always trying to mitigate risk for our clients in their portfolio. In other areas of life, there is protection planning strategies and, and tips to protect your wealth. When it comes to planning for the future and protecting your wealth, there are many things to think about, but one of the largest considerations is risk. You can start to think about risk by asking yourself this question. How do I protect myself and my family against catastrophic circumstances that may result in premature death, disability, or unexpected long-term long care? Through the numerous challenges life often cannot be avoided, there are things you can do right now to help make the road ahead less bumpy. It's vital to understand how asset protection can safeguard your family's wealth and income the types of asset protections you can employ based on your personal situation, and how to create and manage a wealth transfer plan. In this webinar, we'll cover all of this as well as specific asset protection strategies you can discuss with your financial advisor. So let's kind of touch back into that. And I like the way you put that. Um, I, obviously, the road ahead, life always will throw us unexpected curveballs and um, really insurance or planning around this this wealth protection is is just strategies to to acknowledge that there will be challenges ahead but how can we make that road less bumpy I really like the way you put that um, so in the past we've talked about wealth transfer maybe just take a second here Jeff and, and remind our listeners what are we talking about when we when we use that phrase wealth transfer? Well, a common way to protect your assets against risk is by creating and maintaining a wealth transfer plan. So basically getting some of your wealth outside your own estate, passing it along to charities or to your heirs in advance of you passing or is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, so when you have diverse assets, this planning can be complex and difficult to navigate on your own, not to mention the fact that anticipating death is uncomfortable and none of us ever like to discuss that or think about it. 
So finding a financial planner you trust to help you through your wealth transfer planning will help lessen the chance of family conflict upon your departure and most importantly, better take care of your planning. Can ma- help your loved ones maintain your wealth, lower estate costs, costs and reduce tax when that time comes. There are many ways that you can approach planning for your wealth transfer, but there are four considerations that sh- should receive attention. First and foremost, what's most important to you? When you're no longer here, your assets will be distributed to your family, loved ones, organizations you care about, like nonprofits or foundations, or the government in form of taxes. The goal here is to think about all of this before the time comes, so the majority of your assets will go where you would like them to, i.e. to your family and friends or philanthropy, rather than the government. Now then the next question is, how would you like your wealth distributed? Do you want your heirs or nonprofit of choice to have immediate access and control the assets you transferred? Or do you want to place constraints on your heirs' ability to access the wealth? This is where a trust could be beneficial, especially if some of your heirs are under the age of 18. And then the next question, what's your plan? As someone with a significant assets, your goals would be to transfer your wealth to heirs tax-free while minimizing estate taxes. To do so, you may consider a variety of planning strategies, including gifting, direct payments, trusts, and other financial tools. When it comes time to actually transfer your wealth, complex planning strategies may offer more flexibility and, and increase the likelihood of lower transfer tax costs to you. This is also the stage in which you should consider your level of risk tolerance because certain options may invite a greater level of scrutiny by tax authorities. Your advisor can help you evaluate and select the right planning tools in response to these considerations and work in conjunction with your estate planning attorney. And then finally, how will you keep your plan in place? Since you'll be working with your financial advisor, you can lean on them for some guidance on how often to check in on your plan. However, it should be on a regular basis, yearly or bi-yearly. You should always revisit your plan if you experience any significant life events, such as marriage, divorce, new child, or significant income or business changes. You know, as I'm just listening to you, Jeff, I, I just, one thing that stood out for me, and I know there was a lot there on wealth transfer, but lessening the chance of family conflict upon your departure I, I think that resonates for me and for a lot of people. You know, we have these loved ones. We don't want them at a time when they are grieving to also have to be, you know, either bickering or making difficult decisions um, that impact their futures. So I really like the way you put that. So let me just kind of, I, I mentioned this on the, the onset, but let me kind of change the lens a little bit. and. You know, in, in our business, I think in large part because people have abused insurance, it's it's sometimes a dirty word, um, but it is a little bit of a necessary evil when we're talking about mitigating risk and, and, and it's a very useful tool when used appropriately. So talk to our listeners about insurance. There's different types. How have you been uh, successful helping people using this type of a tool? Well, the next area that's vital to protection planning is insurance. In simplest terms, insurance is trading money for risk. You're transferring some of the financial risk of death, disability, or long-term care to an insurance 
carrier for a payment of a premium. Now, we're focusing on life insurance, disability income insurance, and long-term care insurance here, but there are also many other types of insurance that uh, you can consider based on your personal needs. Before diving into these types of insurance, it's important to understand that the main use of insurance is to protect you and your loved ones if you're not around or unable to earn money to determine how much and which types of insurance you could benefit from. Think about whether you have children or other people in your life who rely on you for their livelihood. Additionally, from a disability income insurance standpoint, consider whether a disability would put your health or career at risk and your family's well-being. Next, it's important to consider whether you're under or overinsured. You certainly don't need to have extravagant insurance for everything. But if you're a surgeon, for example, whose livelihood depends on your physical abilities, for example, it may be wise to consider insuring your uh, ability to perform your own occupation by using disability insurance. Lastly, you'll want to understand which factors in your life will influence your insurance premiums and costs. The most common factors that insurance companies review include age, gender, health, tobacco consumption, driving record, family medical history, and lifestyle. Dangerous jobs and risky hobbies like uh, car racing, skydiving often see higher premiums and costs. Okay, so you mentioned a couple of different types of insurance. Let's break that down for listeners. Okay, well, first of all, life insurance, people seem to be most uh, familiar with. It's, uh, and it's for good reason. Life insurance can provide financial support to those who rely on you if you are no longer around. This financial support is uh, otherwise referred to as a death benefit. In order to keep a life insurance policy active, the policyholder must pay a premium payment upfront or pay premiums on a regular basis for a set amount of time. This brings us to the two different types of life insurance, term life insurance and permanent life insurance. Term life insurance lasts a specific amount of time and then ends. It's common to see 10, 20, or 30-year term life insurance policies. Under this umbrella of life insurance, there is decreasing term life insurance, convertible life insurance, and renewable term life insurance. Decreasing term life insurance is renewable and has coverage that declines over the life of the policy. And this might be used for something to, pay, uh, to cover uh, the risk of a large mortgage, for instance, that will be declining over time. Convertible term allows policyholders to change a term policy to a permanent insurance policy. This becomes very important if someone develops an illness that's uh, medically threatening to them late in the term of the policy. They can then convert this to permanent insurance so that it will cover them during this uh, risk to their health. And then we have renewable term, which is a policy that can be renewed on a yearly basis. Premiums increase annually for this ter type of term life insurance and are generally less expensive at the beginning. Then there is permanent life insurance, which would provide the policyholder coverage for their entire life unless they stop paying the premiums or they cancel the policy. Generally speaking, it's more expensive than term insurance policies are. Under the umbrella of permanent life insurance, there's whole life, universal life, indexed universal life, and variable universal life. And here's how they differ from one another. Whole life insurance compiles cash value and allows the policyholder to use the cash value for several purposes, such as paying 
loan costs or paying policy premiums. Universal life insurance has flexible premiums that can be adjusted over time. This type of insurance is designed with either a level death benefit or an increasing death benefit. Then we have indexed universal life insurance is like universal life, but allows the policyholder to earn a fixed or equity index rate of return on the cash value component of the policy and often has a floor under the cash balls uh, under the cash value so that it will not decline. And then we have variable universal life insurance allows the policyholder to invest the policy's cash value in an available separate account. Premiums for this type of insurance are also flexible and the level or increasing death benefits are, and level or increasing death benefit options uh, are available. Now, choosing between term and permanent life insurance is a critical financial decision and one you shouldn't make lightly. So considering your personal situation will be vital. A good first step is to talk with your financial advisor about how much money would be required to maintain your beneficiary standard of living. Well, and as you're walking through that, I'm just thinking there are so many moving parts there. For somebody who's not experiencing the insurance field, they definitely want to speak with their financial advisor to help navigate some of that. So outside of life insurance, talk to me about what else are you considering um, as a part of a robust financial plan here? Well, disability income insurance is also important. Now, uh, interestingly, during uh, our clients' working lives, they are five times more likely to have a disability incident than they are to actually die during their working years, which would be considered up to the age of 65. So disability insurance is important. This type of insurance protects individuals who could no longer work due to a disability and is available through employers, the Social Security Administration, or private insurance companies. Disability income insurance tends to replace 45% to 65% of an individual's gross income. And with my uh, niche of clients' positions, it, most companies will go no higher than 60%. And the reason for this is, <clears throat> if structured properly, disability income is a tax-free income source and so the companies realize that with a near 40% tax rate for the highest earners, a 60% uh, limit on the income actually gets them up to 100% of their taxable income. So like life insurance, there are some options when it comes to disability income, short-term or long-term coverage. Short-term disability is uh, income insurance is typically given through employers for coverage from time spent away from work for a short period of time in the event of an illness, accident, or injury. Most short-term policies require a waiting period of zero to 14 days before benefits kick in, and benefits may only be paid for a maximum of two years. Then comes in long-term disability. It's designed to cover individuals who experience long-lasting events. Employers often pair long-term disability plans with short-term disability plans as an employer will return the, receive the short-term disability before the long-term disability kicks in. As with short-term disability, long-term disability has a waiting period that can range anywhere from a few weeks to several months and 90 days seems to be the standard. Unlike short-term policies, though, long-term policies have the potential to provide benefits to the insured individual for the rest of their life. 
Now, premium costs for both short-term and long-term disability insurance policies can range from 1% to 3% of the policyholder's gross income. But it should be noted that historically, women are charged more on average than men. And policyholders who smoke can also expect to pay as much as 25% more. Uh, another category that I know you want to talk about is long-term care insurance with people aging, expected life expectancies or have extended um, long-term care insurance is becoming more and more prevalent as a part of the pl planning process. Talk to our listeners about what it is and how it works. So long-term care insurance, as you age, you'll want to ensure that you're doing all you can to protect your assets. Long-term care is one of the most unmet needs among those aging today. If you read the lay press, the estimate is that up to 70% of the elderly will need long-term care in some form. Now, fortunately, uh, a majority of that, up to 40% of those are uh, home health care. But many people want to age in place, which is home, what home health care is all about. But that often requires a higher cost than moving to a long-term care facility. It should also be noted that Medicare does not pay for long-term care. And this is a common fallacy. People think their Medicare will pay for long-term care. It does not pay for long-term care. So as you get older, it's of the utmost importance to consider how you envision your later years and if a long-term care insurance policy could help you achieve your retirement goals. A long-term care insurance policy helps individuals pay for a variety of services as they age. These could include home health care, and fortunately now virtually every policy does that, nursing care, memory care, personal or adult daycare, and, and for any individuals with a chronic disabling condition that requires around-the-clock or assistance for care, which includes cognitive impairment. Long-term care insurance offers much more flexibility as well as more options than many public assistance programs like Medicaid. And that's another common fallacy is people think that they'll just have Medicaid pay for it. Well, that used to be an option, but the government has... Uh, put in some very strict requirements that essentially you need to impoverish yourself and your family uh, before you can receive Medicaid. So that's not a, uh, an acceptable alternative for our clients. As of 2020, the average cost of an in-home health aid was $54,912 per year, which can deplete retirement savings rapidly. Per the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance, the average annual premium for a couple aged 55 years old was $3,050. Long-term care insurance can provide coverage for all or part of assisted living facilities and in-home care. There are options within long-term care insurance coverage that involve full in-home care coverage as well. And this could include a live-in caregiver, companion, housekeeper, therapist or private duty nurse. So long-term care insurance policies can be very complicated. They come in various offerings depending on the insurance provider you're working with. So in order to find the best fit for yourself and your financial situation, we encourage you to talk to your financial planner. Yeah, that's in my opinion, a definite need to have somebody help navigate that landscape. 
So Jeff, we've covered a lot of ground today and, and I really thank you for your time. Can you wrap a bow on this for our listeners? Maybe share some final thoughts uh, for today. I uh, love to. So no matter where you are on your financial journey, it's important to plan for the future and lay out how you and those you care about will be protected. Insurance and wealth transfer planning are just two of numerous strategies that can make up wealth risk planning. But starting here can be a great first step. Working with a financial advisor, you'll be able to identify your current needs and solidify protection as well as to determine an effective plan for unmet needs. If you're looking for a financial advisor with an in-depth knowledge and experience in wealth planning, look no further than the team at Synergy Capital Solutions. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> for listeners, thank you so much for your time. We, uh, we are always available at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at Synergy Capital Solutions. And uh, this podcast is in syndication, so you can uh, reach us at any podcasting service, or you can also reach us on our website at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. We hope to continue to spread the good word, so please subscribe and share. And as always, I'm your host, David Vallier, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. And there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. <laughs>